Welcome back, everybody, to the San Dimas School of Film. Um, we've got an interesting new episode today. Groundbreaking. It is. It's never been done before. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm a little <laughs> San Dimas School of Film exclusive. It is. It's an exclusive. <laughs> Res- revolutionary. You heard it here first. Um, as as per usual, I have uh, everyone here. Um, thank God. So, Slaney, how are you going? Uh, doing very well. Excited for the uh, the Cornetto yeah. trilogy. This is all your. This is your baby. This so you better deliver. <laughs> Brad, how are you going over there, mate? Very good. I would just like to say that this is probably uh, the first episode in a long time that I haven't been hungover. So <laughs> yeah, hang on a sec. yeah, most uh, most. Let's just go. There it is. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, we'll, we'll fix that. Don't let's, let's see how this goes. And last but not least, Tech God Al over there. How you going, mate? God, where am I getting this? Just because you're always yeah. talking about technical stuff, stuff with film, so Sorry. you're the only one here that knows anything about what we're talking about. So. Which even then is a low bar. But I'm well. It's thanks a bar. For asking. It's a bar. It's a bar. Anyway, so last episode. Speaking epi- of bars. <laughs> so la- last episode, uh, Slaney seemed to turn everything on its head. By instead of choosing one film, he's chosen three films uh, as part of our groundbreaking first trilogy episode, mm. which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, so the Cornetto trilogy. We don't have Cornettos today, but that's all right. Um, how, how, do we, how did we, we not think of that? Well, no, uh, we did. Yeah, we we, did, we, we yeah. have a story about this because we were in the supermarket earlier uh-huh. and we're like, we should get Cornettos, that'd be brilliant. And they were super expensive. So we're like, maybe what, what, what yeah, we'll go with drumsticks. We'll go with yeah, drumsticks. drumsticks the same like sort of thing. Option. But then we thought, uh, yeah, but if I could get drumsticks, and maybe we could get something else. So you ended up buying a tub of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, so it went, it went from you know, Cornettos to drumsticks. Drumsticks, you know, the price was still fairly high, but Maxi Bonds were a little bit cheaper. And then the Maxi Bonds, I was like, mm, but I can get a tub of Cornetto. Uh, sorry, not <laughs> a tub of uh, uh, that expensive connoisseur, stuff. Connoisseur, connoisseur yeah, yeah. yeah, for quite cheap. So yeah, it kind of went out the window. It snowballed. <laughs> it snowballed it's and shame. died very quickly. Would have been lovely. <laughs> These are our lives. <laughs> anyway, yes. save a penny. So Slaney, you've considering you've dropped us all in this. So I think uh, you should start us off. Tell us about what we're doing today. All right. So uh, yeah. So I mean, if, in case you didn't check out the last episode or you didn't hear the ending of the uh, the bombshell that was dropped. <laughs> uh, today we're going to do uh, we're going to do three movies known as the Cornetto trilogy, uh, starting with Shaun of the Dead. Now you have to forgive me; I can't remember what year these movies 2000, came out. Two thousand four. And uh, disclaimer: disclaimer. I don't think we're having a history of Brad today, are we? No history of Brad because no. there's three films and we got a lot to get through. We got that, yeah. that and I forgot. Ah, cool. We're just getting uh, we, we're just getting rid of the. The useless bits of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the episode to fill everything. Hang in. on, why is you forgetting to look it up ever an issue with this segment? Do you it's, ever look it you up? You say that no. every week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, cool. Yeah. So obviously, our first movie being Shaun of the Dead. Uh, second movie, Hot Fuzz, which I think is 2011. Seven. Uh, Seven. Oh, jeez, I dropped the ball on that one. Didn't you might I? get the next one right. <laughs> and uh, the world's end. Or is it just World's End? It is the World's End. The World's End. The World's End. I've just written World's End, but whatever. I don't care. Oh, if we could write in, somebody drop us an email, let us know. Which came out in... (laughs) I'm going to go with 2011, 12, (laughs) 13, 14. 13. 13. All right, got it. Well, that's what I've got written Nailed it. Uh, Now, I feel like while we will try our best to chronologically move through these films, we're going to be all over the place here. Yeah. We are doing the Cornetto trilogy. We should try and keep some kind of order. 
Well, yeah, preferably. Well, we'll see how we go. Because right. right. that's worked can, before. But can we not jump to the end of the film first? If that's just a request I'm going to make. Because <laughs> we always do that. That is true. And we don't need to do that. We do need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, all, right. All, right. all right. Well, let's get into sure. it. Well, I mean, I'd have to say that, like, honestly, uh, the Shaun of the Dead opening, um, just him sitting at the table staring at the camera, is one of my favourite intros to a movie ever. I love it. I think it's so brilliant. He's just sitting there, and it's mid-conversation. It's just like, Shaun, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're so distracted. You know, like, she's she's talking, obviously telling me these things. And he is just a million miles away. Yeah. And I love it. It's one of my favourite intros to a movie ever. You know, like, it's brilliant. And he does the cheers and the wink to the camera. Oh, does he? Yeah. Does it, like, all the time. Does he? I never noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wait for this all to blow over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Edgar Wright directed all three, uh, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, and obviously a smattering of the same cast through all three, mm-hmm. which makes it really cool. They get more... I feel like I'm going straight into mixing them all up. Tell Sorry, me about everyone. it. Yeah. <laughs> the disclaimer is thrown out the window. But I love how they get more and more subversive as we go on. They get more wound up in each other and there's more stuff that you keep picking up from the previous films. And it just, it all tangles into this beautiful sloppy pile of amazing. Insanity. Sloppy pile of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a pile of insanity. It's- <laughs> so I thought you were going to keep going there. No, no, the I mean it's great. It's it's straight away. It's it's super sharp dialogue. It's like really snappy cuts. It's, His cuts are awesome. Yeah, the editing is so beautiful, and and you can tell that it's really methodical. It's really planned out. Yeah, right from the writing process. It's not just let's shoot this. I've got a script. Let's shoot it, and then. We might make some stuff up in the edit suite later or something might happen or the film might make itself a bit in the edit suite. Mm. He's very, very like, this is what it's going to look like. I want this montage to look like this, this sequence to be exactly like this and then they go and shoot those pieces, you know, to Mm. exactly match that. And I love that precision in filmmaking. It's really hot. Well, I think the the good, well, the first, like the the first bit of real precision that I, I guess picked up on was... Obviously, he does that. He does that walk in the morning, that hazy walk to go to oh, the corner store to get his coke. Beautiful. Which everything's normal, you know. There's you know, some guy doing his cars, a kid outside kicking a soccer ball, all this sort of stuff. Guy going for a jog. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's but, the homeless guy with the dog. Yeah, oh, the homeless guy. <laughs> um, but then obviously, when we go back to when it, you know everything goes down, it's all it's the exact same shot, but yeah. everything has changed. And it's great; these films, like all three of them, again scream of rewatches, right? Yeah. Like if you see, you know, see that first steady cam shot for the first time, and you don't really give it a thought, mm. and then you start to twig a bit when you see it when they're all zombies. But then if you go back and watch that first shot again, it, there's so much detail in there mm. and they've addressed every single little thing that he passes. Yep. And well, because it, it, it makes you want to pay attention to that detail. Like it draws you to the detail that's you know far off in the distance or whatever because you know it's going to change the next time we go through it. Yeah, totally. It's like, these t- you know, like it's tiny things like uh, when he comes out of the gate and the kid hits the ball at him. Mm. He's like, "Oh, you're dead." Yeah. And the next time in that zombie sequence, that kid's a zombie. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just oh, the detail in there is so beautiful. It's mm. great. 
I uh, I love that most of the people, like just the general. I mean, like obviously they they're trying to create a real feel of a zombie film, and like everyone, obviously in normal society, is just portrayed as a zombie. Like obviously in that opening, um, yeah, that opening sequence the, is great. The opening sequence with the music, and everyone's just you know zombified, if you will. You know, and even on when he's on the bus, you know, like he's just walking around, and everyone's just such a zombie. I, I you know, it, it's it's a very good. Well, and that, Re- but even everything, of, like even he is, like it's it's almost yeah, yeah, like it's just a critique caught on, up in his own life and just the yeah. mo- going through the motions of exactly. everything. Yeah, I yeah. suppose that's it. Even to the point which I love is when he goes back to the shop after everyone's turned into a zombie, and he goes to get the drink out of the fridge, and there's like the bloody hand. He doesn't even oh, notice. Yeah. He just sort of like moves it over, and then he like slips on some blood on the floor, and just like whoop, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, well, and it's you know, life. <laughs> you know, you look at that like. The, the actual transition to zombie apocalypse actually slips by everybody really subtly. Like, it, it takes a long time before shit really goes bad. Mm. Like, you know, you think about the guy, the zombie trying to catch the pigeon. Yeah. No one notices him. Someone drops dead at the bus stop. Nobody notices. Mm. The like, army trucks go flying past yeah, down the street. Everyone because, just goes, oh, that was a bit weird. Yeah, because mm. everyone's in this, this zombie-like... State, yeah, and like I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, it's a constant thing that people are talking about. Like, I catch the train to work, and no one's looking up. Everyone's down on their phones, yeah, and, you know, mm. head down, going through the motions, and so it has this real sensation of like, you know, this if this plague did spread, how long would it actually take for us to notice it? Like, yeah, I get, I think the first moment of real panic that you see anybody have is the. uh when he's buying, is it when he's buying flowers? And there's some guy running down the street. That's like the only time you ever see anyone really. Yeah, but no panic. one, no one, no one reacts really to, to him. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he first meets Yvonne in the street, and the ambulances are whizzing past. Oh, mm. They don't draw the attention to it. It drowns the audio drowns out what they're saying, mm. but they don't, they don't acknowledge the ambulance going past at all. Yeah, like it's it's. Oh, it's so calculating. Just, just and, a part of everyday life. Yeah, you know, it's just it's there happening as normal. I, uh, I, I one of my favorite things is going back to the, the scene where obviously he walks to the shop and he he goes oh Nelson uh, it's when he it's when everything's been torn apart he's like Nelson I owe you about six p right and then it comes back but it's when they're escaping the house and they jump in the car and Nelson the shopkeeper's there with his <laughs> arm outstretched wanting his change I love it it's one of my favorite favorite parts of the movie you're like oh it's so good and it's like it's even like in the scene. In the Jaguar a bit later on when they pick up um, Phil, Phil Phillips in the car and he's turned Dorp. into a zombie and Sean's like there's nothing left of your husband in that car and then he turns <laughs> the stereo on <laughs> I love it so and he finished the whole he's like turns off he goes so good absolutely love it but uh, but yeah no the, it's um, I don't, yeah I mean he really goes out of his way to just you know, demonstrate that we're all you know, a little bit zombie-ish in our daily grind, I guess. Mm. Um, all right, Hank. Yeah. But- Getting away from the seriousness side of this film. This is uh, not a serious film. No. This is the original Zomcom film. So this Zom- this started a whole What's heap a of... Zom-com? Well, this... Well, you know, you got your rom-coms. Yeah, yeah zombie okay. comedy. So, this, yeah. so this came out the same year and really, really close to, the, to Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. Yep. Um, yeah, is that with the chick from Go in it? Yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah ah, Polly, Polly. It's in the the mall. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. opening sequence as well. Whatever. Johnny Cash song. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. but they, but these two films, 
uh, restarted the zombie mm. film, mm-hmm. you know, genre. I guess they they kickstarted on it, and I feel like. Shaun of the Dead was mostly responsible for that. I think maybe 28 Days Later probably started. No, no, this one did. 28 Days Later was, was before, later. No, it was before it because oh. they mentioned it at the end. Yeah, in, they, yeah, mentioned they mentioned it at the short. end. They said to uh, people that are saying that this uh, uh, whole zombie thing was started by a uh, rage-infected rage rage monkey. It was, well, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, I think the lines, it's, it's being dismissed as utter bullshit. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I reckon 28 days later probably restarted it and this is when I, yeah this, and, and also probably him sitting there going why the hell are they remaking Dawn of the Dead yeah let's mm. completely throw a spanner in this and do sh- well I think it comedy. was I think it, there wasn't any like I think it was just accident that they both came out you know it was like when uh, you know Deep Impact oh. and Armageddon came out the same time <laughs> oh. like it was just just one of these like sheer coincidence can we things. pick another one to make that into a trilogy because oh. I'll tell you what <laughs> God, shit films that came out at the same <laughs> oh, time. The end of the world, it could very well be the end of this podcast if we discuss those. <laughs> mm. um, um, so anyway, getting back to what I was saying, this, the, the comedy factor of this film. This is literally just awesome one-liner after awesome one-liner just on top of each other. Is the dialogue rolling. is so sharp. The dialogue is so yeah. good. It's just quotable line after quotable line after quotable yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's just like with all three of these, I feel like it's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg just feeding off each other. Like that's the feeling you get. Like even if it is scripted, like it's, yeah. they've just got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I a definite know. chemistry between there them. There is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do we, do, what's, what's the history between them before Shaun of the Dead? Or the, or the so, do we know what they did before that? So Al's been busted to oh, talk about this. Oh, <laughs> I brought it tonight for Brad to take home because uh, so Edgar Wright directed Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson, who plays a Von in Shaun mm. of the Dead. Uh, it's a series called Spaced, uh, and it's breathtaking. It's it's basically like a TV series, right. like these three films. Like it's very similar. There's lots of callbacks. Like Brad, you were talking about the script and how it's just one line after one mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. The beauty is they quote their own stuff over and over and back and back, and it, and that's and it makes it funny, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the way he he discovers what exacerbated means and then uses it later on mm-hmm. in a <laughs> sentence, mm-hmm. you know, like just there's so much oh, of that yeah. stuff. And spaced is exactly like that as well, and All it's right. so beautiful. It is good. Yeah. It's such a good series. Um, and a, w- a worthy watch, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I totally recommend it. And I'll probably well, I'll... it's basically about this guy and this. He meets this woman. Yeah, they're like twenty somethings. They're like early twenties. Because he's just broken up with his girlfriend. Yeah, and they're both looking for a flat. Yeah, but and they have they pretend to be a couple to get this to get flat. the rent. Yeah, to and get... there's and the landlady <laughs> lives upstairs. And this crazy artist guy lives downstairs. Uh, Tim is Simon Pegg's name. His best mate is Nick Frost. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like it's, it's great. Bananas. Yeah, it is it's so good. Because yeah. even though this is the uh, you know the trilogy, these these guys you know um, have made a whole heap of other films. So I think we're talking about no, other, so, so like Paul. Yeah. And well, like that, you know, so that aren't part of this Cornetto. Well, trilogy. no, Paul. Paul was. Nick Frost, Simon Pegg written, mm-hmm. and Edgar Wright had nothing to do oh, with it. Oh, okay. Right. Similar yeah, yeah, yeah. to Edgar Wright directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World mm-hmm. and didn't have those boys in it. What about so, what about Run Fat Boy Run? Was did Nick Frost have anything to do with I that? I don't think so. No, I think I it was so. I don't think uh Simon Pegg even 
He was just an actor. In I the... think he just yeah. acted. In it. I'm, okay. I'm not sure. So is that that's what makes up that's what makes the Cornetto trilogy official is the fact that it was directed by Simon Pegg and it's got these Nick Frost and it's uh, directed by Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, sorry, and written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Yep. Okay. And yeah. okay, has Nick. And it's got yeah. a lot. It's not just it's not just Nick Frost who's in all three. There are a lot of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah a other lot of people like Bill yeah. Nye's in all three. Um, is he? Uh, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman is in all three. Yeah. yeah. Who's the guy? The guy with the cat from Harry Potter. He's in all three, isn't he? Yes, he's oh, in all three. He is. Is he? Who is he in Shaun of the no, Dead? I'm trying to think. Wait, Filch? Of the Dead? Fil- we know. Filch. Our, we know. We know uh, Filch. Harry Potter references yeah. now. Yeah, that's um, it. Maybe he wasn't in Shaun of the Dead. And um, who's the guy that played? I can't remember Phil? him. Shaun of the Dead. As we all talk over. Each that's other. Bill Nye. Is it Bill Nye? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Bill Nye was obviously. Is he in the World's End? Yeah, he's the voice of the network. Ah, yeah. good stuff. Okay, nice. Yeah. Ah. I also think um, Edgar Wright's got bits and pieces. Like he Edgar plays Wright parts. has cameos. Yeah, he yeah. Was, so uh, in like uh, in Hot Fuzz, he's one of the store boys. That you know that. Uh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's what you know. So IMDb down. told me the sto- and, store boys. So uh, when uh, cutting to the next film, but when they go to the supermarket, yeah. with the you know you should arrest yeah. me because I'm the slasher, slasher of prices. Oh. <laughs> that one. So the store boys are there. Oh, you know they're getting yeah. the trolleys. Yeah. Edgar Wright's one guy. of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because one of Edgar Wright's first jobs was shelf stacking. Excellent at right. that supermarket. Like, that's oh, a brand cool. of right. supermarket. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He got his old uniform. So out. I think yeah, he's got get out he, he has uh, he does little cameos in in films. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's kind of almost common for directors and things to do that these days just Well, cuz yeah. didn't it was Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright that were dressed up as zombies for a cameo in the sequel to the new Dawn of yeah, the Dead? I, think I can't so, remember yeah. what it was called, but uh, it was pretty crap. Dawn Dawn of the Midday of the Yeah Day of the Dead. That's what it was. Day of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they, they they do a cam they have a cameo on that. They get dressed up as zombies. But um but yeah, like um Okay, oh. so that's what makes the Cornetto trilogy like official. Yeah. Kind of the, thing. the whole Cornetto trilogy ca- so in 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 the first so in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, they they use the same line. Do you want anything from the shop? Cornetto. Cornetto. They swap it around though. Yeah. And so that built up this sort of fan mm. myth yeah. that there was going to be a third film. So, yeah. which is why the Cornetto in Talking Marks cameo in the in the World's End is it's very just, brief. Yeah, it's like, just yeah. like there you go. It's like there it is. Yeah. You know, right, right at the end, be, isn't it? Like yeah. when it when it blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I don't remember the line in The World's End. I've only seen World's End. He talks about some creature comforts or something. Yeah. And yeah, blows, yeah. The and rapper blows against the fence. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's talking about how that, uh, like everything's organic these days and I don't even mind you know, the, the, the creature comfort foods. And it blows in the fence and he's like... All right. So, not being, a, not being a huge horror and zombie... Yeah, I was I was going down this track fan. too. Not really being ever into that sort of stuff. It's yeah. never really. Are any of us into horror? Are you in a horror slang at all? I, I do enjoy a good horror film, but I I I'm very very picky about my horror films yeah. because because I find a lot of them lame. Like I just I mm. I find a more like a very dark suspenseful like kind of thrill. Like for instance, I watched Conjuring Two recently, and everyone was raving about how good the Conjuring Two was. And at the end of it, I was just like, man, that was just shit. 
Okay. I was like, I just, I, I, it was okay. It was better than most horror films because I find I have this theory that it's most better than Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's the Revolver cameo. That's got. That's got to be like five or six episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I often find that uh, I have this weird theory that like whoever thinks they can be a film director goes and makes a horror film. They're like, yeah, I, I reckon I'd be alright at, at a, being a movie director and writing a script and. And they go and make a horror film and it's really crap and then they just never go anywhere. So. Unless you're, uh, what's his name, Lee Winnell and... Uh, what did he do? The, the, any other bloke who did Saw. Saw. First Saw. Oh, yeah. But that's it. You really need to reinvent. Can I, can I just say this, just getting onto that? Lee Winnell was my best friend at primary school. No way! Yeah, yes. no shit. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What happened? Did you just... Oh, we went our separate ways. You know, he, he became famous and rich and powerful. Shame. And I became me. Yeah. Yeah. Who would, you, who, who would you rather? And who be? won out of that? That's uh, still out. Anyway, um, he's, he's not out there doing history with Brad segments. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's doing podcasts on this podcast. He'll find this podcast no. and go, "Oh, Brad! Oh, I went to school with that guy." <laughs> well, you know what we need to do? We need to do a podcast about one of his films and be like, you know, catch up. Do you know what? Like, getting, like, getting onto that, I I own Saul. But it's one of those films where I've I've heard about it. I've heard people talk about it. Yeah. I've never watched it because I've never been in the mood to sit there and go. Because I don't really do those films. They don't do anything for me. They actually make me really unnervy. And like slash. I don't flicks. enjoy them. Yeah, slash effect. Yeah, I, no, I, I know it's not a slash effect. It's like a, it's a um you know a really intellectual sort of thing where you you've got two bad choices. Which choice do you take? Yeah. You know, both of them are absolutely horrific, <laughs> but you have to choose one. So it's, it's this whole like you know psychological sort of thing but I've just never yeah. been in the mood to watch it so yeah. anyway Fair sorry point. Lee so we're not really, so we're not <laughs> really <laughs> horror guys don't worry about so 35 million other people did watch it so they, yeah. y- you're alright <laughs> so the bottom line anyway. we're not really the bottom line is we're not all <laughs> into horror but it, if we were like <laughs> that was a tangent like I think little I, I I may be out on a limb here but I think the four of us benefited a lot more from the hot fuzz action movie references than we did the zombie film references yep. Yep. because Completely there are agree. heaps yep. there are heaps that just like yep. blow over my head like i was reading stuff and i'm like oh okay that's cool you know stuff from the george a romero romero original dawn of the dead and you know like that trilogy and there's heaps of zombie film tropes and references in there Mm. On purpose, uh, like when when um, uh, Nick Frost yells down the phone, "We're coming to get you, Barbara." That's a direct quote from something. Sorry, internet. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead. Like you know, it's all these little things yeah. splattered in, which, like I said, I feel like we would have we picked up a lot more in Hot Fuzz. Because yeah, we know our action movies, you gotta be that's really a, into it. But that's so good. That's what's good about it. Because as you said, exactly. all over my head, don't care, don't Doesn't care. Mean Still amazing. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that's what's fantastic yeah. about. Yeah. Really all good three for of the these. people that picked it up. They'll sit there and go, ah. and still great for the people that didn't. Pick yeah, it. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Good stuff. Um, this movie, as probably the first, because I didn't really know what it was, I had to have people say to me, "Oh, you should really watch this. I think you'll, I think you'll like it." And I finally watched it and, oh, well, you know, so glad I did. I watched it that many times and, you know, the, the amount of lines that, you know, you get quoted out of this, like, you know, even before with you guys, it was like, can I get any of you cunts a beer? <laughs> yeah. You know, how many times have you heard people say that and just other things? It's just, this is just a, it's an all-time classic. That's one of the things I really love about that because, like, it's within the first, you know, 
yeah. 40 seconds of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just, ow, it's just And they're literally face. saying how they just, they really don't like him. They don't like Ed. And he just comes up. <laughs> and he's right there. Boom. And you're just that's like, it. oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, there, there, there is no holding back in this film. It's just straight into it, you know. Yeah. But but I was the same as you, actually. I, I The film was uh, had been, I think it had been released uh, onto DVD or, you know, released to the public. Uh, before I watched it because, mm-hmm. you know, I had a bunch of mates who were like, man, you got to see this movie. And I was just like, you know, zombie films, you know, I think I watched the the Dawn of the Dead and I was like, yeah, it was all right, you know. And I, I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was another serious, uh, you know, just another zombie mm-hmm. film and I just wasn't in the mood for it. And yeah, yeah so I was like, man, it's hilarious and the, oh, the CGI is really good and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And then, you know, turned out to be one of these awesome awesome movies you know like just yeah i feel like i came to it late as well i remember reading a review in a in a film mag that was like this is this is a new genre like this the, the guy was yeah. totally glowing about it. he's like this is a completely new genre they have reinvented a comedy mm-hmm. and what you can do with a comedy yeah. and i'm like gosh man i got to i got to see this this is you know mm-hmm. sounds great so i think half the brilliance of it particularly at the start was how little importance or not little importance but just how completely unaware or naive they were about what was really going on about them and they were still like for instance when they've got the girl and the guy at the back and they're choosing which records yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's it's almost like you know yeah. oh we could be in trouble here but hang on a minute we still gotta think about our own lives yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> it's I mean? not so serious yet that yeah. we're like ultimately gotta save our lives yeah. and the fact that they choose the Winchester not only because it's probably a safe place, but just because there's going to be beer there and stuff. Like, it's not... Like, <laughs> yeah. all yeah. this sort of stuff going on. And I think that's what makes that, Ed, the, the character of Ed so good. That scene, though, he, that you're talking about with the, the girl and the guy in the backyard and they're throwing records at him oh, is just absolutely brilliant. But priceless. that the next scene of that, when they're back in the house, that's possibly, for me, one of the funniest scenes in the entire <laughs> film where they've got the curtain shut mm. and he's on the phone. <laughs> and he's going, it's, oh, the phone's dead. Are they still there? And he opens the curtain and, and they're right a good at the window look. <laughs> and he looks at them. Shuts the blind, turns around and goes, yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. But it's like, I love the fact that Ed is just this, this douche, but he's like, but now the thing is like, he's a, he's, he just, there's something about him that he's he's a great mate. He's lovable. But he's a douche. Like when he, when his phone rings and they're trying to get into the Winchester and he's just like, (laughs) it's all right, mate. (laughs) And you, and you, the beauty is you're with Sean the whole way. Like you, you, you love Ed, like he's great, but you're just like, oh, oh dude, God what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, when he gets the phone call, that's from uh, the guy in that Sean works with, right? Did you? I don't know if you guys have picked up on that before. Like, so. Oh, the the guy that's the guy's like, oh, yeah, I got totally got totally muttoned last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says he hasn't got any. You know, like he's like, because Ed takes the call earlier when they're at the home. And he's like, nah, I haven't got anything, mate. I haven't even gotten everyone for myself, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. And then later on, when Sean's at work, uh, and that 17-year-old, is it Noel? Is it the same? Like, I don't know. I he know says, that- and then he's like, he says he hasn't got any. I'm like, you reckon he's trying to say, hey, these two are in contact with each other? I'm going to have to watch it again. Just yeah. For that. Just yeah. Wa- have a watch I'm it. comfortable I, with that idea. Good pickup, good pick though. That was like right. the, first, the first time I watched it, I noticed it. I was we'll, like, oh, we'll, he's talking to Ed. That's funny. I was like, we'll, I we'll get that back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. check it out. See yeah, what cool. you reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. okay. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me. That's the kind of movie that it is. Yeah. You're probably right. It just links it all together. But I mean, in saying, going back to what you were saying about the, how like, you know, this 
re- review guy said that it was reinventing the genre. And I'm like, oh, I was going to say that earlier, uh, is that like I just can't think of another film like it. Any movies where I can think of, you know, uh, where it's combining an action film with... Uh, some kind of comedy, it always ends up being very slapsticky, like Hot Shots or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was thinking of, uh, is it called The Other Guys with Mark yeah. Wahlberg? Yeah. I, yeah. Didn't get, I didn't get through that. I was yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, like, before this, I just, yeah, I can't really think of another film that shares this kind of comedy, this similar mm. kind of comedy. The but. So, I think I've already mentioned this before on the podcast, but there's a YouTube channel out there called Every Frame of Painting. And it's breathtaking. These guy, this guy does like video essays on stuff, and he does one on these. Oh, he does one on Edgar Wright films. So uh, Scott Pilgrim's in there as well, yep. and he talks about a visual comedy that just doesn't exist in modern American cinema now. It's all ad lib lines, and they do fifty takes of you know. Uh, Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell, I was about to say, cutting yeah. through skates, and he's, you know, he he has fifty different lines, and they pick the funniest one, yeah, and then they stick the other forty nine on the blooper reel, and they're funny. Yeah. Get me wrong, but it's not a visual comedy like these are, and he yeah. has all he has great different examples like the paperwork montage. Uh, in from Hot Fuzz, you know, when, oh, when they pouring, make pouring of the beers and, and the pouring of the beers yeah, in yeah. World's End, like how you can make you know hang on isn't the pouring of the beer scene isn't that in all three films because they're basically they're always going to the pub yeah and there's I, always I the scene of well. the, the pot glass with the yeah yeah i don't yeah. think it's quite as detailed as it is well in so world's end. the example he uses nah, world's end it is in world's end it's very detailed the yeah. pouring is, yeah but well, I, know, the, I know they have very close-up pouring details in sean and hot fuzz yeah but I don't no, think the example has. he uses in world's end is when andy isn't drinking he asked for a water. and he's like what what do you, i don't get it what do you mean and the next thing is like five beers being or four beers being poured <laughs> yeah, and the then water. the fifth is the water and awkward they do water <laughs> yeah and they do that like three times in that film and it's funny like it's a t- complete <laughs> yeah. visual gag and it's it had to be planned out and shot and edited like that like that's what i was saying before it has it's so deliberate in its comedy Visually, uh, this mm-hmm. look, this this clip is great. I've watched it a hundred times already. I reckon every frame of painting, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Check that one out, yeah, for sure. And getting back onto the visual things too. So when um they turn in uh, Shaun of the Dead, when they turn up at uh, Sean's mum's place, and Philip's there, and he's not not well, should we say? <laughs> and, uh, I ran it under a coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and um and they go back outside. He goes to open the door. And uh, what did you do with the car? And he just steps outside, and it's <laughs> like the car smashed into a pole out the front. Yeah. Guess we're gonna have to take. But, it even, even, but even before that, the montage of them discussing to go and get yeah. Barbara, yeah. and like it gets shorter yes. and shorter yeah. every time. Yeah, it's like, oh, so good. Kill Phil. Sorry, Sorry Phil. <laughs> and it's that oh. shorthand, yeah, that like cinematic shorthand. That makes it f- like because you know what they're saying, like you know each time how this montage goes, mm. it gets funnier. Like because you know it's coming, yeah. they can shorten it and it's still funny yeah. because you've you know they're stamping it into your head. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. even like going going with the, the visual references that you're talking about with that montage where they're talking about how they're going to, you know, kill Phil, come back here, yeah. wait for all this just to breeze over, yeah. right? And in each of the little snippets when they're sitting down on the couch, the mugs that they're holding, 
Oh, party who's, foul. Who's that guy? <laughs> um, eat the mugs they're holding on, on, I think it's the first time they go through it, the mugs have got like genius written on them or something. <laughs> and then and then when they, they come, they do the next montage, they run down and it's got like cool, 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 cool written on it. It's like, yeah, like these little visual. Yeah, uh, I had noticed that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you'll see And it's so, these films are so rewatchable. Uh, That's like, it. I feel like. Because they are packed with this kind of stuff. They're yeah. absolutely packed with it, you know? Like, like I feel like after tonight, we're all going to go home and in the next week watch all these three. Oh, again. definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sure. I mean, looking at for my sure. notes. I stopped taking notes pretty early on. Like oh, I, I took so and few. I maybe like, like made a note at the end about something, but you know, yeah. like that's yeah. the thing. Like I was just Sick like, oh. yeah. <laughs> enjoying the spit out. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I might as well have just written that was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, look, okay, I'm gonna really I'm gonna well do uh, one of those little bits where I just have to point out something really really funny. Go there on, is then. a thousand points. Is when they're all having the standoff at the Winchester and they're all like. They're all, you know, holding knives and stuff to each other's throats and broken bottles. And then the chick, Diane, is like, this is hardly fair. And then uh, Nick Frost <laughs> hands her a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that bit. I just had to point that See, out. See, it's gold. The, the gra- <laughs> it's almost like the greatest thing about these is that all we're talking about at the moment is the comedy and how funny it is and how these lines mm-hmm. repeat. But the drama they sew in is spectacular. Like the scene where he has to shoot his mum. Oh, <laughs> so you can't hard. kill my mum! But it's so hard. Like oh, it's Simon Pegg, you know, people, there are some people who are like, oh, Simon Pegg, he's not, he doesn't have that much range, you know, but like that scene is full on. Mm. Like it's, yeah, it's really good to, and it switches. Like all of a sudden you're in this intense emotion and then they drop in lines like that. Yeah. Where it breaks it. Not quite. But not quite, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm still watching a comedy, but I'm still really like into this. I'm still really moved by this. It's, it's really good. It's, you know, it's quality yeah. filmmaking. Mm. Yeah. Can I just talk about the end for the, for a second? Yeah. Sean the Dead. Mm-hmm. Not the world's end. Mm-hmm. Is anyone else uncomfortable? Like, I know it's hilarious, but is anyone else completely uncomfortable with the fact that they're keeping zombies around? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's pretty uh-huh. messed up. Now let's think about it. Okay, I can understand. Obviously, you've got zombie game shows, all that sort of stuff. Contro- <laughs> it's a knockout. Controlled environment. <laughs> yeah. But I think a trolley boys. I find Sean with Ed in his garage really irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. Like I find that like like I again throwback to the start of the film where he says uh, his. Uh, Peter Serafinowicz, his, his roommate, yeah. goes, why don't you go live in the shed? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he ends up living in the shed. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. made that uh, connection before. My question there was, sorry to distract you slightly. No, me. My question right. was, does Liz know that Ed is in the shed? Well, she knows he goes to the shed. See, this is the thing. Like, Liz He's is- like, I'm going to pop out to the garden for a bit. But Liz... Liz- is she's she's chilled off a lot on the lazing about, right? Yeah. So my understanding would be it'd be fine if he had computer games in the house. So my understanding is that she knows Ed's out there. Okay. I'm pretty like, sure. How's she... he gonna sneak Ed out there? Like, come <laughs> on. Yeah. Sure. I'm pretty sure she knows that there's a there's a you know a probably you know a quite large dude zombie hmm. living in. I thought I'd bring that up because mm-hmm. at the end I'm just like, yeah, that's funny, but that's kind of fucked up. The, the thing that actually bothered me the most about it, I was like, man, just. Give the guy a shower or something because he's still covered in blood and shit. Get the guy some clean clothes, man. Like, he looks horrible. But 
Whatever. Just, um, yeah. oh, I, I was going to say um, another movie with uh, an, an excellent, uh, you know, uh, bit of Queen in as well. Getting back onto uh, <laughs> the, the, possibly the oh, no. uh, another one of the greatest parts of that film is the uh, the fight with all the zombies in the Winchester. The jukebox gets knocked, oh, and uh, yes. you know, yeah, and and the song comes on. It's like this is gold, absolutely best fight scene music in the history yeah. of fight scenes. I know, so motivating. Uh, <laughs> For all you spaced fans playing along at home, Al's <laughs> <laughs> hoping there's someone out there. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Hey, I've you seen are. it. You can talk direct yeah, straight yeah. to me. Talk straight. So to me. for for Timmy, for all you space fans out there, uh, in that pack of zombies outside the Winchester, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. tires is in there. And he's in oh. full like bike gear, headphones, and he's, but he's a oh, zombie. Yeah, I great. have to watch it again. I love it. it yeah, again. I'm looking forward to watching this space. Uh, uh, I reckon. Are you? I was just going to say they were considering making a sequel. Really? And it was going to be called From Dusk Till Sean. Oh. oh. <laughs> God damn it! I wish you hadn't told me that. Oh, man, sorry. Go That's on. It's really Tim. unfair. That would have been awesome. I think we should get on to Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I think yeah, I think before we do, we're really lucky because we've been picked up pretty early um, mm. Mm. in terms of sponsorship. It's great, and show. look, this is a dark day for a lot of podcasts when when this happens. It's kind of selling out, I suppose, but at the end of the day, you know, I gotta, mean, got to yeah, eat exactly. Got to yeah. eat. So what we need to just quickly do is just um, just go to one of our sponsors, and then uh, it will only take about thirty seconds, and then we'll be back for hot fuzz. Yeah. Okay. See. You soon. Don't skip ahead. It's a good sponsor. Are you struggling with bogus amounts of accumulated junk? Are you suffering from a heinous limitation on space? Are your organisational skills like dust in the wind? Then your answer is So Crate So Great Crate Storage Solutions. That's right, your philosophical questions have been answered with this most excellent, easy-to-use storage system. We offer short and long-term storage packages at affordable prices. No way! Way! Socrates has put a lot of thinking into how you can better store your belongings, so call our offices today. Our service now includes reduced packages for university students. <laughs> Easy, Socrates. So get philosophical on your cluttered life and call Socrates So Great Crate Storage Solutions today. Excellent! Socrates is so great! Not a real business. Alright, welcome back. That was quite a... Uh, that was quite a, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You thanks. can't even imagine the dollars that's bringing. Oh, <laughs> mate. Thanks to our sponsors. Apparently, he's very successful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2007. Hot, Hot fuzz. fuzz. Hot, Hot fuzz. fuzz. The oh. vanilla. You see, I forgot to mention that in the last one. Each Cornetto is coloured appropriately. Oh, so, Shaun of the Dead was a strawberry Cornetto because yep. of all the blood. Yep. Ah. This one's the vanilla one, which is the blue one. Oh. And World's End is green peppermint. For the alien that invasion. Wow, that's cool. The detail. Cool. I would just like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Brad's at it again. So, (laughs) this film starts with the working uh, working title logo, and sirens in the background. Now, obviously, because we were we were watching for tonight, uh, I was watching in fairly quick succession. Mm. So these sirens came up. And I got so excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to watch Shaun of the Dead, but with cops. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Even though I've seen this film a hundred times, yeah. I got. I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. It's a good intro. I love the um, 
just the whole montage that he goes through, especially with the uh, the advanced driving and advanced so, cycling. Such a good montage. <laughs> so good. Because it gives you the character straight away. Like he, He's like, this guy's amazing. Uh, we were talking about cameos before. Uh-huh. Santa that stabs him through the hand. Yeah. yeah. Anyone? Anyone? No. Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah, it is. No. Yeah, no, actually. I was... I, I, uh, when I was watching it, I was flicking through who was in it. So yeah. Peter Jackson was like, what? That, <laughs> yeah. that bad Santa or something. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, dear. Okay, so this is the film where we start to realise that there's some carryover jokes that go through all the films yeah. and lots of things. So the thing, the one we were talking about uh, before we were recording was the, the fence the jumping scene. And, oh, yeah. and what's amazing about it is, is the fence one in Shaun of the Dead, he just stacks over the mm. fence. Yeah. But now he's Nicholas Angel and yeah. he's, he's like just- super cop. <laughs> and he does these amazing flips and finishes it's- with like this mad Barani or something <laughs> yeah. at the end. It's, but it's that really confident, what, you've never taken a shortcut? <laughs> yeah. It's that where you're just like, yeah. oh, this is, here it comes. Yeah. And he, and then, but the whole time you know, you know that when it's Nick Frost turn, something's going <laughs> to yeah. go down. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the music because the music gets right into it and then he just stacks out. And then in uh, in World's End, there's the bit where he's like, he's the super confident guy, goes to jump the fence and then the whole fence and falls whole over. Fence <laughs> he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> like he, he almost yeah. like really meta, meta references the other two films. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that was so great. good. I love straight up the, the quality... Not the quality, the like the. What am I trying to say? We don't it, know. It's just like it's it's bigger and better. This feels like more money. Yeah, more yeah. money. It feels like a sequel where they've they've. Sean was so successful that they've yeah. thrown a lot more into. Yeah, the studios everyone's taking have gone, this one seriously. Yeah, they're studios going, okay. have gone. All right, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. all the money. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like that's personified like straight up with the three senior cops. Where one's Bill Nye, yep. one's uh, Martin Freeman, and one's Steve Coogan. Like mm. they're, you know, they're three massive uh, British actors, yeah. straight up. Like mm. we, you know, we see them in the first couple of minutes. After that, after that sweet montage. Mm. Oh, I'm- <laughs> sorry, I'm really excited about Hot Fuzz. I think I think this one's my favourite, and I think the the Britishness of it just is. Yeah. It's what. Just I don't know. It's, like, it's a breath of fresh air. It is, is what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. just the humor, the British humor. Yeah, but it's but it happens in this, in this like it's the, in this context because we're so used to American action films, right? And this is so ridiculously actiony. Yeah, but it's but on British a, on this tiny scale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is just it's so out of proportion. Yeah. I think. Which, oh. I love it. I mean, it starts funny, right? Like that massive long walk. And he gets right up to the camera and holds up his ID, and it's the exact same photo in his ID. Police like, <laughs> <laughs> face is making. Yeah. <laughs> London Police Service. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually um, one of the things that I read, and I actually read this oh, like years ago when I first saw the film, was that all of the little references, references like because um, they really put some time into this film. Uh, about and they interviewed a lot of cops and they'll say, what's the number one thing you hate about cop films? And they're like, oh, the lack of, you know, uh, paperwork and and detail (laughs) and things like that. And I love that in this film, they go well out of their way 
to reference all those things like you know the fact that he's constantly saying police service instead of saying police force and yeah. things like that like yeah. all these little references the full PC thing all and, the time and traffic yeah. collision traffic and, collision yeah, yeah, yeah that's it like it, this yeah. is all legitimate it's, it's, lingo it's and, really prevalent I was, you know skipping ahead but that's what we do uh, you <laughs> stand, know when standard practice after, after, the end. <laughs> after he watches Skip to the end. That's a space joke. Anyone? Anyone? No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, when it, it first comes up... <laughs> sorry. Everybody. I'm really sorry, everybody. It, it, it first comes up when they watch Point Break. Yeah. And and Danny's on the couch like, oh, that was amazing. And Nicholas <laughs> Angel's like, oh, that would, that would you know, make a considerable amount of paperwork. paperwork. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then they have that amazing paperwork montage oh, shortly yes. after it. And yeah, oh, it's good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, Decaffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing uh, that, uh, especially after I watched uh, World's End was, um, so Hot Fuzz and World's End have James Bond's in them. Yes. So uh, both of them, and it made me go back through the cast of Shaun of the Dead, going, "Is there a James, James Bond in here?" No, James couldn't, couldn't find one. World's yeah. End and Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Hot Fuzz has um, massive Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, World's End has As... shit. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Oh yeah. Of oh, course. of course. Yeah. Um, so it made me go back to that. Shaun of the Dead and go, well, they used a James Bond in all three. And I went, no, Bill Nye wasn't a James Bond. Um, no, cool. No, just the two of them. So. Just the two of them. But I think it's like, uh, so to be able to get those actors into the films is where you were going back and saying, yeah. you know, so they've obviously been taken seriously now. And Timothy Dalton is great in this film. Oh, he's so very he's, good. he's awesome. I was listening. They, uh, Edgar Wright tried his hardest when that, that very first scene where we're introduced to Skinner. You know? Yeah, when they're when <laughs> they're running, now. <laughs> they tried they tried a thousand different ways to try and get a flashing sign behind him that said "bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> right, like they, <laughs> you know, like they televise it. They televise it right from his first appearance. Like this is the bad guy, you know, and they—he's clearly up to no good. Yeah, they <laughs> throw you through a few hoops and oh. and detours, but like. You know, you sit there and go, oh, it can't be that obvious, but it's completely that obvious deliberately. Like, you know, when he's driving past each accident yeah. with some song the playing. The song, yeah. The song like, like, playing, you yeah, know, yeah. fire to yeah. destroy what you <laughs> You know, it's so obviously him that's the bad guy. And I guess he's the twist something- of that is that it's actually... The whole town, not just him. Yeah. What, is yeah. he, what does he say to Eve Draper? Like, I bet you if we cut your head open, all sorts of interesting yeah. things would come spilling out. It's like, dude, It's like, bash your head. I'm bash, yeah, yeah. Bash your head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it certainly dude. doesn't hold back. If, and if, the bit that I love is like, right, get, skipping to the end, um, is right <laughs> at the end when they actually get him at the end and he's like fallen over and... And impaled oh, his chin onto the spire of the thing. And oh. he just sits there and he goes, Oh, <laughs> this really hurts. Uh, he's like, I'm going to need some ice cream. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gold. But this is, it's, th- there's some interesting cameos in this, in this film, I, which I don't really know why they were chosen. I have to admit, I haven't really look, looked into it. But you know, like the Mr. Preach, Treacher, Mr. Treacher. Yeah. I th- Jack now, Travis. I might. I might be wrong about. It. Apparently, he was a uh, some army guy. So he was a test. He he fired test rifles or something, and it 
Hang you on, which guy's this one? Which Mr. Treacher, the old guy with, with a long coat who's walking down the street. Okay. Yeah. Not the Harry Potter guy. Filch. Filch. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Not that Not that guy. <laughs> no, no. This Mr. Treacher guy, uh, is, he's just one of the guys like, you know, it's like... You don't see him. He's, why is he wearing a long coat? That yes, guy. that yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah, cool. Apparently that guy, when he was like 19, used to uh, test fire uh, experimental weapons for the French army and was deafened. <laughs> Deafened by an experimental gun, uh, lost his hearing at like the age of 19, and for some reason he's in this movie, and I can't figure out why. That's cool. I'm like, random. It was a catastrophic boom. (laughs) (laughs) That was impressive. (laughs) Thank you. So, uh, some of them them were missed on me, but a lot of the town council people are old action stars. Or or cop stars, so like Edward Woodward's the... uh, the, yeah, the the one that watches all the yeah. Who's, that's who's right. Edward Woodward in Hot Fuzz? He was uh, in Hot Fuzz. He's a, the old He's guy that's the neighborhood in the watch room guy. At, the neighborhood watch guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, things, yeah. So, we want so a very he was, tight uh, ship. you know, he was on a, a very long running uh, British cop show. Was it the the Enforcer uh, or something no, like okay. that? Anyway, but yeah, so he was he, he was famous for being a playing yeah. a cop. So the, I get that. But the, even like the woman, uh, I can't remember her name. She's one. She's an elderly lady, and she's the one that fires the machine gun at the end. She's like, do, 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 do. and mm. the reason, one of the reasons that she does the machine gun scene is because she had had experience. I think it was in a James Bond film where she fired that exact weapon nice. in one of the James Bond films. Oh, that's yeah, so excellent. good. But I still don't understand why they put that other guy in there. Uh, the Doctor, you know. The doctor, he's like, I brought you into this world. Mm, yeah, I can take Play, you out again. Played uh, Jack Travis, the bad guy from Lethal Weapon Three. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's the only one I recognize. Really? I was yeah. about to say, I'm just, I just watched the film. I don't, I didn't pick up any of this. But see, that's, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what we were talking about with all the zombie film references. Yeah. That was scattered through. Like we don't know those films as much, whereas these ones were a bit more familiar with all the references, particularly yeah. the, the direct film references, like using all the Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the bad boys too spin and the, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, it's it's fan and the helicopter going overhead, and, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. like and all that. <laughs> while if you don't know it, is fine. You don't sort of know, so it adds to the amazing action film that it is. But if you know it, it's hilarious. Like it, it's another level of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really liked how the on the swear jar, everything was like crossed out. With asterisks, except mm. cunt. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that. I wrote that down as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. I I'll just keep going here. Yeah, I <laughs> audibly laughed every time the Andes were on screen. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> like, I was literally about to say that these guys make yeah, like this. Yeah, the Andes. Yeah, I reckon the, the mar- best part. Well, hang on. What's what's your favourite part? If you had to choose the, f- the funniest it's, part with I've the got, Andes, I've got two. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. no you, you're gonna have to choose one. Uh, here. Mine, well, mine right, is mine is um. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many like, it's like it's, Hey Angel What? Don't go be the truck <laughs> Yes That is literally uh, But it's like I really like the, the one I really like It's it's far more visual for a podcast But the one where one of them They both leave screen <laughs> And one of them back comes in. back in <laughs> Yeah <laughs> the, the, the sergeant uh, Something about Fanny Barrel or something <laughs> Yeah yeah I don't know Nah for me it's the moustache uh, you know, when oh, you've got a mustache. So, oh, you've got mustache. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, every time they're on screen, they were so good. Like 
My my two are the one where so you want to be a big cop in a little town. Fuck off the bottom <laughs> village. <laughs> Fuck off the bottom village. Then. And the other one is every farmer and his mama yeah. armed around here. Like who? The farmers and, and their mums. But, but see, in fine in fine Edgar Wright style, later on. Uh, when he comes back to town with his sonnies and <laughs> get up and ready to go, the far- there's a farmer that starts shooting at him. Yeah, yeah. And he takes him <laughs> yeah. out, and then his mum starts <laughs> yeah. shooting oh, at him. Yeah. And that's when he fly kicks her to the, the face. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like brutal. Yeah, to the face. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Oh god! The Andes are so good, and the fact that they always that, there's like a couple of times where they kick a bin, like they kick a bin at yeah. Angel. Fuck off! <laughs> oh, it's so good. And uh, what's oh, his name's uh, one of the Andes, Paddy something. His name is is um, Steve in yeah Paddy Constantine. Paddy Constantine, thank you. Is uh, Steve Steve in, in World's End? But uh, so the other ones, oh, yeah. um, the other Andy is oh, yeah. uh, Ralph Spall, and he's been in all of them as well. So oh. I think he was a, I think he was just a zombie in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, um, and he was also in uh, World's End as well. I can't remember huh. who he was. I'll find out for you. He looks a bit like Casey Affleck. A bit. Mm, a little oh, mic drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you think? Fair enough. Uh, sure. Maybe. Couldn't couldn't yay or nay that one. There you go. But um, uh, oh no. So in uh, in um, Shaun of the Dead, he's Noel. So when when, when they meet their oh their dogs, yeah, oh, it's Noel right. from the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Amazing. And that yeah, meeting their doubles. Going back to Shaun of the Dead, meeting their doubles is an amazing scene because it's like a total who's who of. Yeah, British, British comedy, comedy, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Matt Lucas is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fran from Black Books. Black Fran Books, from yeah. Black Books, yep. Yeah. Um, and the, the other... Oh, that's where Tim Freeman appears yep. in Shaun yep. of the Dead. Um, yeah. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that Bill Bailey wasn't more involved with him, I suppose, because I know that Dylan Moran worked with Bill Bailey, obviously, in Black Books, and yeah. he's obviously in Hot Fuzz as the... Well, he, he plays two roles in Hot Fuzz as yeah. the two... Um, Police clerks, yeah, like call the them. reception guy, reception guy, Nobody but uh, the, the twins. Yeah. I don't know. Are they is is Bill Bailey in? Bill Bailey is in space. Space. Yes, Bill Bailey is in space. space. Yep, he plays Bilbo, the comic book Tim's boss. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> oh, how about that? Because Bill Bailey, he's certainly not in Shaun of the Dead, and he's not. I don't think he's in World's I End. I said he's in World's End. No, I don't think no. so. I don't know. Maybe that's a question for IMDb. He he would have been pretty massive by. Yeah. By Hot Fuzz, I reckon. Like, you yeah. know, he's touring a lot and mm. that sort of stuff. Maybe yeah. a scheduling conflict. Ah, uh, yes. Um, one of the uh, the great scenes, kind of going back to the start, and again, it goes back to the visual comedy that you were talking about, is when um, Angel goes to speak to his ex-girlfriend when she's doing yeah. her... <laughs> Another cameo. Yeah, yeah Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yes! yes! I've yeah. got here that Janine looks like Kate Blanchett. And I just... I didn't nice. even look. I didn't even look. Wow, that's... Uh, Ten that's points. She's like, I know those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, that's, but that's the... Isn't that the Edgar Wright cameo there? The guy in the background. He's Hello. like... Nah. Hello. That, isn't that... Nah, I swear Edgar Wright's in the supermarket. No, nah, he's one of the, he's one of the supermarket oh, boys. Yeah. That, yeah. that guy that says hello, that's a cameo from someone. Oh, I don't think so. I totally swear. You ha- you got to look it up. I'm looking it up. Look it up. I'm looking it up. That's, that person that says hello, it's a, it's a cameo. <laughs> the, the person that says hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, hello. Let me get onto that. Yeah, IMDB, that one. It's definitely someone. Get onto oh. it. Which it's it's definitely some kind of human. 
Now, Humanoid. some kind of human. <laughs> I love now, those this, humans. This is interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about the shooting the mum scene and how like <laughs> hardcore it was. Yeah. Mm. The the serious part in this film, I actually struggle with. I'm I'm I kind of tune out a bit. Like, I'm. Sorry, I'm trying to recall this the is serious where, part. This is where I would make I would make sandwiches in this bit. Ooh, I'm afraid. Oh, I know, I know. Oh. That's a big statement. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Don't Ana- kick me another out. Another bombshell. <laughs> you know, it's it's basically when he discovers the whole town when he goes out to that, you know, little yep. ruin or whatever, and yep. he discovers them all there. And you know, I get a bit confused about you know when Danny is like, just get out of here, and he stabs him and then it's mm. tomato sauce mm. just that bit like as soon as he leaves town because then it turns into an amazing mm. uh goodfellas rip with the car boot and the red lights and anyway oh uh, I'd never made but up until that point like that scene so that's where kill bill got it from too then yes yeah. uh maybe no tarantino always has a boot scene okay anyway yeah true. i think that he sort of extends beyond mm. A reference like that. Uh, anyway, but that is like ab- like purposefully on Goodfellas. Um, but yeah, that that scene just loses me a bit. I don't know why. Seems I, a bit out of place. It just it doesn't hit home like like the serious parts of Shaun of the Dead do. I don't. I don't know. Well, I suppose. I mean, this like is just or? like a bit of the you know, like in in you know, basic storytelling is you know, of the of the hero's journeys. You've got to go through that. You know that moment of, you know, what do you call it? Bottom of the barrel. Was it's it all rock over? Bottom. Rock bottom. Was yeah, it you needed? Got to go through that. Was it needed though, to to get Nick Frost's character back on board with? It was with Nick Angel because obviously he's still extremely torn in that scene between his dad and you know, an angel, and that is like a transition from him to then. Yeah, I, and I think that's a quite a difficult hole to get out of when yeah. you've got the dad as the the main antagonist, basically, mm. and then Danny is like the sidekick of the protagonist. Yeah, that's mm. a really hard position to get out of, and yeah. and I don't know, it just feels like that loses me a little bit. Again, I've never made a feature; it's an amazing thing to do let alone writing well, you know like because it's but. it's not until he's in the service station that he has the realization i think that scene yes obviously he discovers and danny stabs him but when he's in the servo because obviously you know he's all by the book blah 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 but all of a sudden you know he's discovered that it's the entire town including the authorities that are mm. causing these you know committing these horrible crimes you know, he's kind of defeated he can't do anything and it's not until he's defeated leaving with his head between his legs uh tail between his legs sorry uh and it's not until he's in the service station and he sees the DVDs mm. and that's when he realizes that you know it's I've always seen it as this really good turning point where the guy at the casual says you know, can get you anything else and he's staring at these DVDs and it's bad boys and point break yeah, yeah. and he's like that's the moment where he realizes you know shit just got real you know he's now he's he's got to step it up a notch and he's got to yeah, kick some ass. It's a yeah. He's, it's he's a turning to not point. Go for him. by the book. Yeah, that's yeah. when he realizes it's time to not go by the book. Like I think it's although yeah, it might be a sandwich moment. Uh, 
you know, sandwich scene kind of thing where things slow down a little bit. I think it is absolutely crucial to the film. You couldn't just have Nicholas Angel go, oh, I'll stuff it. I'll go get all the guns and start shooting up the place. Yeah, I don't because like... Because it, it doesn't fit in with his... He becomes, the way he does things. Like, he does become... Because we're seeing the murders happen, like, as we're watching the film as an audience, mm. we're seeing the murders happen, right? We, we're we on Nicholas mm-hmm. Angel's side yep. the whole time. Like, so we're with him when the rest of the town's like, oh, it must have been an accident. And he's slowly getting more and more unhinged yeah. to the point at the end where he's like, you know, people are putting money in the swear jar for him and <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So it do- he does drift from that like hard ass that he was right at the very start. Like yeah. he has grown. It's not like a complete 180 switch. Mm. Yeah. He is evolving. And then, it, and it culminates in the in that service station stop, and he, you know, he realizes yeah. he's got to do it another it. way. But I, I don't know. Like, it's not a, it's not a terrible scene. It's not, you know, just just loses horrible. you a it's little just bit. Like, I'm just like, oh yeah, this bit. Oh, let's get through this bit. Yeah, and maybe it's because the the third act climax is so like over the top, <laughs> oh, so cliche, beautifully over, over the cliched. Top is a little bit of an yeah, but and beautifully cliched. See, like I, ridiculous. I, I have a real issue. Like I love the end scene, the big gun battle, and everything that goes on. But I visually can't watch it. The amount of shaky cam makes me so nauseous. Really? Oh, yeah, man. it is intense. Like I, I, I feel bad that I've brought it up now because. You're probably going to notice it next time that it's it's so all over the shop that it actually makes me nauseous to watch it. I'm like, oh my god, like it's full on, like I, I can't handle it. But see, it works for me because it's that it's the, a rip on on the Michael Bay. Okay, style yeah, of filming. okay, yeah, like, that makes sense. It works because it it's going. This is how these things are supposed to end in this ridiculous. Uh, of course, because obviously, a and then they the scatter, and... they scatter, they come back to their film. With yeah. shots like the three the three judges judges yeah. <laughs> just standing yeah, just standing there. There. It's and, like and the swan falls off behind and the yeah. swan. swan the swan keeps turning up <laughs> but that was uh, the guy was Mr. what was it Mr. P.I. Staker Piss Taker I get it I think actually if you look it up that that the swan escaping from the castle is a legitimate thing that someone reported one day and that's why it's in the film yeah it was one of those most most ridiculous I kind of feel like see I had a copy of this on DVD I think I've still got it and as you can you can turn on this feature in the DVD that every time an interesting fact yeah. pops up, it comes up a little thing. You can hit enter. Yeah. And I think that's where I picked all these up from. I can't I can't remember the cool. exact right. details. Well, getting back to your thing earlier. Um, <clears throat> the cameo. Yeah, he, he is hello, the though. voice of Dave. The he, voice? Isn't, he isn't the actor. He's the voice of Dave. So him saying, well, hello. That's that's uh oh, that's right. Right. Ah, as well okay, as one okay. of the shelf stackers at the at uh, sure I can't I just yeah and yeah, yeah Peter Jackson being the bad Santa that's and Kate Blanchett that's good and Kate Blanchett Kate Blanchett yeah. I'm so happy with myself on that <laughs> yeah that's, that's, well done that's pretty impressive that is very yeah, impressive well done. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah so the before we go on to World's End the Blues Brothers esque destruction of the um. The building with all the bricks everywhere. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I want to talk I, about that. I didn't now, like that at I all. I want to talk about, is that a reference to something? Because I feel like they have the exact same ending in one of the Wayne's worlds. Well, no, it's 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 the um, 
when when the house all the sparks come out of the thing and Wayne's house yeah, burns down and he comes fire. out he comes out with Garth yeah <laughs> why God? yeah yeah why? and he's saying the same thing in this is he no no because nah. he was running around going don't eat don't eat I reckon he's carrying him out no Danny's lying on the pile of bricks and just he's like just hold on just hold on and then it cuts to, to the the um the cemetery the cemetery yeah yeah it's weird it's a weird I don't ending. Like it. yeah because not only oh i guess you know, <laughs> well it's like how the hell did Danny survive that like well, you get it any shot of them, in the chest any with of a them survive it like no one would survive that because no. not if the blast if the blast is enough to destroy the building like <laughs> yeah. it did no one's no, no one's alive. like people would get vaporized yeah. yeah if you understand the science of an explosion like if you're near an explosion your cells literally <sighs> burst here he goes <laughs> like, with his science again <laughs> <laughs> it's legitimate like yeah, I, this is one really really quickly this is something that shits me about movies you know why because <laughs> He sat at like three o'clock in the morning with chip crumbs on his head <laughs> and has typed into Google, what happens to your body if you're standing near an explosion? That's, that's legit. Like your your cells, what happens is your the, the, the moisture or the water in your cells instantaneously boils from the pressure, something along those lines, and that's your cells great. explode. So it's a horrible death. Awesome. You're not going to survive that explosion. <laughs> you're not. You're not going to get chased by an explosion down a but hallway. Yeah, I didn't like. That's no. the bit I was a bit. Ugh, yeah, the, like whole, the just... whole movie, even though it's totally insane, the whole movie in some ways kind of believable. Yeah, yeah. Except for that bit. Exactly. Mm. Well, because no one actually. Does anyone actually get killed? No, they get. No, they all get. No. Yeah, it's a except for, except, except for Frank. Frank who lands on the bomb. Frank who lands on the bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's like you. I don't know. Does anybody know the? Uh, how strong a sea mine is? <laughs> like, how much well, force? Well, you saw what it did to the building. That's yeah, the thing. well, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah. Love that <laughs> What's that? It's a sea mine. Just and then and then Danny kicks it as well. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just hung old drunk. That other scene where they turn up that guy. Have you got a license for that? Yeah. This one? This, this one. one. <laughs> yeah. Walk in so. and it's like an armory. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was the bit where yeah. I was just like, yeah. No, yeah. Could have done without that, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really notice it. But so, then yeah. my probably my favourite visual bit of the whole film towards the end when they get that call through the car and there's that edit of the gear change. Yeah. The, the gas the and the handbrake. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, I could watch that for like two hours straight. And it, I... Oh, Jumping back a little bit, I really like how this really it 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 rides a fine line of like meta, but not as well. Like so, there's that whole sequence where Danny's like, "Oh, have you ever you ever shot a man in the head where his head explodes? Is there a place in a man's head where it explodes? <laughs> well, it will blow up. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> shot two guns in the air at the same time? You know, like he's asking all these questions about." Have you ever fired your gun in here and gone? Oh, yeah, like directly about other action films, and they and obviously they watch Point Break and they watch Bad Boys, mm. too. Uh, yeah, you know, there's all this like direct referencing of films, but then they slot those things in as well. There are all yeah. these like references to action films in the stuff they're performing. Yeah, and and everything that Danny asks, Sean, uh, Sean. Nicholas Angel does later in the film. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, well, both, so he dives both through the air it. shooting his gun. And Nicholas Angle. Because yeah, it's, it's Nick Angle. Frost that's actually... He's the one that fires his gun in the air because he's lining up his dad and then he, he and goes, ah. 
Oh, yeah. he shoots his gun in the air. <laughs> is there a point where they shoot a guy, a man in the head, and his head explodes? And his head explodes. Oh, sorry. Uh, his head blows up. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. Okay, well, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Ouch. If, if, uh, just on a quick side note, if you're looking for the most cringeworthy fire your gun in the air and go, oh, you, you should watch the new Point Break. Oh, really? Please. They do it in the new yeah. one? It's... Terrible because uh, the issue it's is because the most cringeworthy thing I think I've it's ever because seen. they hadn't developed any rapport whatsoever. No, it's two guys. Like, do you know what I'm really worried about? I'm worried about the, the fact next, that Slaney's watched the, the new next time it's Jules's turn. Oh, he's gonna pick. The <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I'd I, do it as a side episode, maybe. I actually by, by yourself. I yeah. enjoy <laughs> Jules's bogus <laughs> recommendations. Sometimes throw a spanner. Somet- at look, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they can't all be as good as Revolver. Look, we're, sit- we're sitting here talking about the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. I'm on yeah. board. He's, he's rec- completely redeemed himself. I reckon yeah. we should get yeah. on to the last one. Well, should we have a- before we do that... We should listen to our... Uh, have a quick word with our sponsors we again. We should. After all, you know, they are helping us out. So yeah. we might as well plug them. So here they are. Do you love sports? Do you love fitness? Are you a crazy motherfucker? Then come on down to Carnes Barn Sporting Center, San Dimas. By gully gumdrops, you love our range of bats, footballs, footwear, pogo stick things. Yeehaw! So hightail it down and get rowdy at Carnes Barn Sporting Goods. If it's good enough for Genghis Kern, it's better good enough for you. Peppermint. Peppermint. Yeah, Peppermint Cornetto. <laughs> so we went down. Is it the world's end or world's end? Pretty sure it's the world's end. Cool. All right, uh, I'll go with it. Sure. Let's go with it. You've only seen this once, haven't you? Bro? I watched this for the first time last night, and pretty, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I must say, it's pretty different. It's it is different, and it was really good because I love the fact that it kind of mixed a little bit of all the other movies into it, but then was also a standalone film. So it started off and, you know, you've got all the guys, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, this is just going to be an awesome sort of movie about a bunch of dudes. One guy especially that can't give up his, you know, the prime of his life. (laughs) And it's going to be this great film about them doing the golden mile and getting drunker and drunker and drunker and funny things happening. And then, you know, and something happens at the end. And I thought this is, okay, I can go with this. This is really good. That's (laughs) it. And then the turning point was like, didn't see that coming. Yeah. No, didn't see that coming at all. And I was watching it with my wife and she just went, wow, okay, sure. <laughs> what a yes, test. Good. That's no, one, good one thing that no, you're saying. She was just happy not to be watching Jaws again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Revolver. Uh, yeah, no, she, I don't, the Revolver just wouldn't happen with her. Not at all. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I like that you say it was a real standalone movie is because one, one thing I noticed was um, every one of these films is completely different from the last film. Mm-hmm. But... Each character, so let's say, you know, Nick Frost, for example, each character that he plays in each film is completely different from the last character. No two characters played by the one actor are alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't I, know. I, I don't think these... What I liked about this was that Simon Pegg wasn't the straight man. Like, they yeah. switched. It feels like in Sean and, and Fuzz, uh, Pegg's a straight man. Yep. Like, Sean's pretty straight. He's the straight guy and crazy stuff's happening around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Frost is like the comedy relief, basically. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's funny because of how he reacts to Simon Pegg and how, and how they interact. Whereas in this one, Nick Frost is totally the straight man. Well, for the first half. Yeah. And um, Simon Pegg is like the loose cannon funny guy, yeah. if you like. And I and I like that swap around. Like, 
was nice to see something different there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've, I know what you're saying. I totally understand about the straight guy and stuff. But I mean, obviously their characters are still very different. Like I could say, yes, you can compare um, Sean from Shaun of the Dead and um, Nicholas Angel from Hot Fuzz as they're both a straight guy. But those two characters are still very different. You know, you've got one yeah, guy yeah. who's very career driven, very motivated. And in Shaun of the Dead, you know, he's just this dropkick uh, guy who has no direction in his life. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. Uh, he's not a total burnout, whereas in, you know, uh, the world's end, he's a total burnout. Like, it's just, I find each character is very different from film yeah. to film. I like that, that they're completely separate. I think it makes it, I don't know, it just, it helps, really helps separate them in a lot of ways. Hmm. Like, you don't go, oh, this is a sequel to this movie, or even though this is the Cornetto trilogy and all these films are in some way related. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a trilogy in its very, very loosest sense. Yeah. Like, they're three mm-hmm. films that yeah. are actually only tied by... One the scene. actors and the Director. like the production fence jumping Cornetto <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what's the fence jumping this one again the hedges the, he goes no he goes to jump no, over the fence so one fence. of the last pubs they go to yeah. when it's just him and, and Nick Frost there and he goes to jump over the fence to get a shortcut because they can see the pub in the distance <laughs> so he goes to jump over the fence he puts his hands on the top jumps over the top of it as it does the whole fence <laughs> falls over that's right it does too <laughs> it's like okay yeah. brilliant yeah yeah but um, just getting on to and we've been talking about him with all the other three films about the serious part of all the films and the serious part in this which was came right at the end or the serious part for me was where they're at the world's end and he's trying to have the last pint I just I just love that in true San Dimas school of film fashion, we've jumped straight, straight to, to the, the end. end of this film. Exactly. I just wanted to get the serious part out of the way so we yeah. can get the funny stuff. Okay. And where he's trying to have the last pint and he holds up his hands and um, what's uh, yeah, Nick Frost's character? What's his name? In Andy. It? Andy looks at him and sees that he's got bandages on his wrist from where he slashed his wrist yeah. and yeah. a medical uh, band on there. And that's when he realises that, hang on, He's actually been going through some tough times. It's actually really... What's like, going on? This whole... The whole Gary King character Gary is King actually really it. like... It's pretty messed full up. Full on. Like he's yeah, actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't know it in that circle at the start. Mm. But, you know, he's like a recovering alcoholic. Well, he he's not that recovering. Like... Mm. And yeah, it's, he's in the meeting. Yeah. That is an alcoholic's anomalous, he's, anomalous he is, meeting. Yeah, Dealing but, with severe depression. But you don't... So you could go, yeah, that's an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, but you don't realise that he's actually in hospital, like he's he's in uh, like a rehab, yeah, yeah. facility. Like yeah. it's it's far more serious. Yeah, and the bit where like, he says they told me what time to go to bed. Yeah, and it's like I'm Gary King. Yeah, no one tells me what time. But uh, I just yeah. that's the first time I noticed when and he had the bandages on his wrist, which was the thing that was like the real shock to me was when it all started to come together. Where it's like. No, this guy's actually, yeah, you, you know, you've got some friends. Everyone's got a friend that still wants, you know, pretends it's, or wants to be back, you know, 10 years ago because that was the prime of their life. But this guy's really, really stuck there with mental problems being stuck there. Well, yeah. And to the issue he... where he's tried to end his life that he's in at the moment because it's not his yeah. life that he was. Is he, okay, so that's this kind of a big but morbid question is that is he going through this big fantasy of reliving this magical night with his mates and they go out is he like intending at the end of this right maybe, have this yeah, one yeah. huge sign off and then call this it a day it. maybe yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe absolutely maybe that's a very morbid it's, twist for it's it. interesting <laughs> I think yeah, but yeah absolutely. this film to me has gotten better 
after more watches as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree with that. I, yeah, the I agree. I reckon the next time I, I watch it, it's going to be better than... Yeah, than, the yeah, first yeah. time I saw it, I was a bit like, oh, wow, that was really different yeah. and yeah. just nowhere near as strong. But as I've watched it more, I'm picking up on those layers and I'm like, actually, this is really good. Mm. And it's a lot more mature. Like, it's still littered with hilarious, ridiculous stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot more of a mature sense to to Gary and just to the whole general mm. way it plays out. Yeah, like, it seems to be a much, a much more, more serious mature story. Film, you know, like, yeah, the whole the whole time it's just a little more serious, you know. Like, there's always this underlying tension between the characters, you know, like, all, everyone seems shit each other. I, the thing I don't understand is they're all so pissed off at, he, at Gary King. Why do they all meet up? I, they, yes, oh, they're, they're all like... that yeah. a bit at the... When they all meet at the railway station, they're like, "What are we doing? I can't believe yeah. we're doing this." And but because he, he kind of tricks some of them into yeah. coming, yeah, along like he tricks anyway. Andy with the whole "my mum died" and all. Yeah, sort of ah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. so. He's also one of those guys, though. He's, you know, he's a character, and he's, you know, uh, you know, an, an alpha person. So he just, I don't know people follow him. He's like one of those guys that you know. Some people don't understand why they follow people, but they just do because. Yeah. He's got this charisma that mm. they just go, oh, no, they know something's going to happen. Yeah. But they're not there because it's going to be a boring weekend. They're going, all right, this is something different. Yeah, that's, we'll that's, we that's a fair point. This that's could end point. up a really funny story, you know, and that they know that something's going to happen. Fair enough, they don't expect that they're going to go to a town that's, you know, full of robots that bleed blue. Thanks. You know, <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just uh, an, hour and a, an yeah. hour and a bit in. Yeah. I am. Um, one of my notes says, "I could watch drunk Nick Frost forever." <laughs> <laughs> he was he was drunk in all three of them at some stage. Yeah, like that's, he was. And, but he was and, so And it was good this film this. where I realised that I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, he's amazing!" It yeah. was the, it was the bit where he goes, um, "For the last twenty minutes, no one's come up with anything as good as Smashy Smashy Eggman." <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out and he said, "Have you thought of anything?" And they'll go. No, <laughs> but the bit that got me was the, the funniest bit with when he uh, they're in the pub and all the uh, the what do they call them in the end? They don't call them robots. blanks. The blanks, blanks coming yeah. in, and he picks up two bar stools and uses them as boxing yeah, gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Starts beating guys up with bar stools. Or he's oh, he's trying to tell someone what they're doing. He's like, and we just decided, oh fuck it, and then we'll go. And he falls through <laughs> he the door. Falls through the door. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. Oh, I watched. I think it was a, a Conan interview that Simon Pegg did mm. and he talks about how they had 12 levels of acting drunk. Mm. Uh, it's quite a funny clip and they and he talks about, you know, like one to six are pretty much the same and then by about seven or eight you start like blinking slower and, you know, you get to a point where you're like, you can't control your head so mm. it starts wobbling around and then you get really like massive short-term memory loss where you're like just remember that you're drunk <laughs> and all this stuff it's quite it's quite funny um yeah it's really good but he does it you can tell like he you go yeah man you're a bloody ace actor because he drops into it straight away and you're like that's totally believable and you can relate and yeah it's really good well because i think that's where because i was with you like when i first saw it i'm like oh, okay it's okay it's an okay film but i um like i've watched it about four times now and it's i really enjoyed it the last time i watched it but um 
it really picks up the moment that Nick Frost does those shots. Oh, <laughs> and he just yeah. goes, drink up, let's boo-boo. Let's boo-boo. <laughs> and, like, and, and it's like, you're like, okay, now we're getting yeah. into... And yeah. that whole sequence is amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where they're like, all right, let's just... And they're all hammered and they move on to the next... They get a couple of pubs done quickly. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's very, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. the first pub they walk into and they complain about how everything's um, you know a chain and things. And they walk into the next, next pub, pub and, oh, and it's exactly like, the same pub. It's yeah. the same and people like, there. And Gary's like, "This is more like it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, the only thing different is the uh, is the bartender. <laughs> I just um, love these these movies. I didn't realize these re- movies revolve around booze so much. Yeah, you know? no, like, neither did I. Oh no, you, you don't realize yeah, that the whole yeah. all three of them are just about getting shit faced. <laughs> oh, in uh, you know, back at the start, you know, in the in the same vein of like everyone appears in these films over and over. Are a few space people in this one as well. Naturally, oh, the Reverend Green. Is, oh, the Reverend Green is Tyres, who I was talking about. He's in space, uh, and one of the bartenders is Brian, the downstairs neighbor. Oh, the guy who's like, you know, when they walk into the bar, and he repeats. Oh yeah, that, exactly what they that said. hoppy, you know, yeah. spiel. Yeah, yeah that, that guy's from space. Um, <laughs> but right back at the start, when we when we uh, meet O-Man mm. and he's showing that house around. <laughs> oh. I swear to God that one of, like the husband is someone, yeah, yeah. I is thought, yeah. the the kid from the electronic shop that you got read on you. Oh, really? I think it's him. Oh. I think it's him. Oh, I haven't, checked, that yeah. I haven't right. checked any... Yeah, you know, I reckon I reckon you're right there. Yeah. Brad, if you'd be so yeah, kind. Yeah, I will check it out right now. This is I'm your gonna... penance for no history with Brad. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, far out. Oh, can we also just because I've just flicked through that at uh, through the um, IMDb thing, getting back onto Hot Fuzz, the fact that uh, the character Michael Armstrong yeah. uh, is probably <laughs> very very much funnier for me and Elle because we know a guy called Michael Armstrong, oh, and, and it was particularly funny. Who is also a really really tall sort of unit of a guy, so it kind of just was made it even funnier. Well, it worked because we all went to see it together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. and there was this moment in the cinema where you know uh, Tim Dalton says, "Oh, this is Michael Armstrong," and our <laughs> row of dudes just erupted. <laughs> he lives with his mother and his sister. Where are they? They're They're the same, same person. person. Oh, no. Yeah, he's had a hard time since then. Yeah, you know, mate, your heart would sink the moment that happens. Your heart would sink. What are the chances? Oh, that's so good. That's Um, gold. I I really liked how, again, everything is foreshadowed. Like, you know, the same with, uh, you know, right at that opening sequence of Shaun of the Dead where you're seeing people living their lives and they're zombies. All those people appear. Like, you see Mary at the cash register before she appears in the backyard as a zombie, you know, things mm. like that. So every pub on the Golden Mile is named appropriately of of what's happening, mm. right? Yep. So basically the world's end, obviously, mm. is... Are you you talk- know- now, do you mean in reference to what's happening at the time the in the story. movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we, we find out the names of the pub right at the start of the different pubs. Yeah. And you would have thought I'd write them down, but uh, so that's all right. Could, I'm going to look it up. So right we now. could talk about them, <laughs> but you know, it's not my style. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they all reference something that's going on at the time when they get to those pubs. Like, yeah. Oh, like the old familiar is where Sam turns up. 
where we first meet Sam. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's one that references the twins. Here we go. Okay, so... A two-headed the... dog or something. So, for some reason, it only goes from pub three, but it's got the famous cock. All right, so the uh, famous cock is the one he gets barred from. Okay. Right, where where they go in and he's like, <laughs> you're Gary King, get out. Yeah. Get you're out. barred. Uh, the sec- uh, pub four is the cross hands. The cross hands. I don't know what happens oh, there. Oh, what happens? Uh, pub five, the good companions. The good companions is when Andy starts drinking and they all ah, like, get okay. on board. So obviously shit's uh, gone a little awry at this point. Pub six, uh, the trusty servant. Trusty servant is where they meet Reverend Green. Ah, okay. Ah, nice one. I have to say, Reverend Green, he's the the weed dealer. Yeah, like yep. I love, <laughs> I love the the uh, the method he used. I guess I'll go give I've got the a old secret code. The secret code. And he knocks and he three goes, times. He goes, "Have you got any drugs?" <laughs> <laughs> um, pub seven, the two headed dog. Two headed dogs where he fights the twins. Ah. This is amazing. You're blowing my mind right now. I just had no <laughs> Mate, idea. Mate, I didn't write the film. Cross hands. Um, What's the cross, cross hands? Cross hands. I'm trying to think. I want to say it's um, where they first fight the blanks, but I don't know. In the bathroom. Uh, we've got... Um, no, that's that's where Nick starts drinking. That's that. Oh, is it? Oh, it? you're right. Yeah. Pub, pub 8, The Mermaid. The Mermaid is... Oh, The Mermaid refers to sirens, and that's the, the school disco... One where oh, they the sirens, get, the three girls. Yeah, where they the getting marmalade the sandwich. Mar- distracted uh, by the marmalade yes. sandwich. Uh, sorry, I've actually just opened the page and there is a lot of information here. Uh, pub ten. Did I skip nine? Uh, sorry, pub nine. The beehive. Beehive. Because uh, there was one pub where he just went in and smashed a drink and they left because the car drove through the. That was before the world's end. The, first, the one just before the world's end. Oh yeah, this, this that's sounds... something about being unconscious. Maybe. Uh, right. Pub Pub Ten is the king's. Oh, head. the king's head when king's he's unconscious. Head. Yeah, because he's Gary King. Gary King. Uh, pub Eleven, the hole in the wall. No, that's the car driving through. That's What's the, the one car, where they that's meet? The car uh, driving through. Yeah. There you go. What's the one where they meet James Bond? Where do they? Is that the the beehive? Oh, uh, oh, maybe. Oh, where they get introduced to the hive, perhaps. Uh yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then obviously, oh, of course. obviously like, pub, pub 12 is the world's, world's end. end. Where the world does end. Cross like, hands. Yeah. What's cross, cross hands? Cross hands. Guys. Right, so. All right, I'm scrolling back up the page here. Riveting podcast uh, stuff here. All right, pub four, the cross hands. Another pub that could be up for double interpretation. Uh, the first would be that the cross hands is the first pub where we see our heroes actually work together as a team. Uh, um, up on this point, they're mo- mostly, f- you know, kicking Gary's ass. Uh, a more likely scenario is that the name refers to the robot's method of attack by stretching their hands out to grab the victim's face in order to get their DNA. There you go. Um, yeah. You can like say the that their together. hands are very cross. That's what Google says. Thanks, Google. Thanks, Google. Thanks, Dr. Google. Yeah, I love Google. Um, um, I haven't been able to find if uh, that guy was the... Uh, there was you the go. But uh, Edgar Wright is the voice of one of the construction workers in this film. There, who's the twat? Oh, yeah, that's hat. right. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. Okay, and Peter Serafinowicz. <laughs> Peter Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz, that guy. Do that again. Is, Peter Serafinowicz. Thank you. Whoa, that you practice that. Is He's great. The, <laughs> when they're uh, the adults and they go and knock on the guy's 
door. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. He comes out, that's him. Nice. Yeah. So, um, hang on, wait, who is Peter Serafin? Peter Serafin. He's their housemate in. He's the housemate. Shaun oh, of from Shaun of the Dead. He's also yeah. ah. uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in Black. He had a brief role in Black Books. Who he was in Space. Uh, it's, and yeah. the door is open again. <laughs> uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, he was one of the Nova guys. Okay. Oh, uh, you know, sure. you know when they're like, uh, uh, he's like the other guy with John C. McGinley. John C. McGinley. No. Look, it, yeah. Look, I really like this film. I'm getting more and more into it with every watch. I think, like, yeah, it just feels a lot deeper and more I've already said it it's more sort of mature mm. and involved there's you know I, I really was, like I was I'm like that as well the first time I watched it I was I wasn't even a huge fan like if I knew what having sandwiches during movies at the time was <laughs> I probably would have been having sandwiches but uh like I said I've I mean I've only watched it twice the first time I watched it I wasn't a huge fan I was like oh, okay it was okay but I didn't think much of it but it wasn't until you know obviously we selected to do the trilogy Cornetto trilogy and I watched it again and I was like wow that was actually heaps better I, re- I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, a lot more the second time it doesn't feel as genre genre yeah. as the previous two like obviously yeah. Sean is very much a zombie film Hot Fuzz is very much an action cop film and this is yeah it's got sort of aliens you know the alien yeah. abduction How thing but it? it's, it's a lot more of a drama yeah, it just feels a lot looser Maybe in that sense. Maybe a bit sense. of a sci-fi in there and um, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of has but, that feel that they were like making a movie about something and then realized halfway through that like, oh, this story's really shit. Let's just throw some aliens well, see, in there. But I think the you know, story's like, really strong. Yeah. I really like the story and I think that's where they started with this with this Gary King character and, well, that's the, thing, and no the idea of the Golden Mile. And it almost feels like the alien stuff is a little bit tacked on. Yeah. Yeah, well, it feels like no matter how crazy it gets, it's still very strong on the issues that Gary's having. Yeah. Mm. And that he's struggling to come to terms with all these issues. Yeah. He's... And there are a couple of moments. One, uh, my source I'll reveal a little later, uh, but <laughs> where they where he Gary King's following Sam into the loo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she says something, and there's this look in Gary's eyes, like, "Oh shit, you've you've found me out." Like, there's this really brief moment, and they, I've, it's an interview I listen to, and they talk about how, how pleased they were with that take, and yeah, and I watched it again after listening to that, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, that's like that's amazing." That little snippet of Gary's character just through this really simple look. Sorry. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, sorry again. Yeah, so it's like it's great because it's really different. Like it, you know, it does. Yeah, I've already said it. I'm, mm. I'm on board. I really like this one. Yeah, but for very different reasons. It's well, I mean, I think the the thing that has got people struggling to come to terms with, I suppose, is that it is so different in nature from the other two. I think. Yeah, because I think people were very much expecting another the same. Yeah, like like what genre are they going to do? Yeah, how are they going to make the same film? Then- with yeah. a different genre. Correct. Which they didn't get. I want to see a Which Western. I think I was like that. When I watched it, I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Like, what was that? Yeah, this wasn't the first two. Because the whole movie, I'm probably going, okay, when's this going to yeah. get into... Mm. Something. Yeah, yeah, it's that sort of that deep burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, well, that's grown on me. Like, it's mm. really grown on me, this film. 
Yeah, I can, I can. I really, really enjoyed it when I watched it last night, um, and I, I'm definitely going to watch it again. Yeah. Mm. Um, just because I'm now going to that I know what the story's going to do, so now I'm going to start looking for stuff. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, you know, hunting for like you know, that because obviously it's going to be packed full of purpose, you know, purposely placed things in the background and yeah. and lines here and there and things like that. And mm. That you know, if you if you've missed it, you missed it. But if you pick it up, it's like you'll go, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did it? <laughs> I can't see the thing that uh, you know, really differentiates it between from the other two, is, you know, the other two I can I, I can quote all these lines. I had moments of just you know pure hysterics where I was laughing my head off, but I it didn't really. I mean, is this? It, it is a comedy, like right, or is is it a black comedy? Like it's got funny moments in it. You know, well, see, but I, I mean, that- like, how I when you say it doesn't really have a particular genre, yeah, I I really struggle to define this film. But see, I not, think that, not that I need to. That's but, great, you know. Like, yeah. I really like that in a film that you can't quite pin. Like, <laughs> nothing should necessarily have to fit into a genre. That's like true. That's very true. If it's a great movie, it's a great movie. Oh, you like know, Revolver. Oh, I knew you were going to I was trying to wave you down like, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, you know, like it's, yeah, it's very much a removal from the other two. Yeah. Like it's a very different film. And So, okay, as a film, sure, but how's it fit? Like, okay, we're talking trilogies. Loosely, the yeah, the one. loose Cornetto trilogy. I mean, yeah, the only thing that's really tying the film together is the fact that they've got you know obviously the two main characters are like how does it Simon affect the Pegg, whole Nick trilogy? Frost. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I think it does. It does because it almost unbalances it a bit. Yeah, that's a very good word. Well done. So it's almost like it's not a cohesive trilogy, really. Yeah. Based on the fact, like, if it was say, oh, I think I don't it, know, like if it was say a they did like a rom com or something as the third movie. I don't mm. know what's a what's a, a western. Yeah, that would western, be amazing. That the rom com awesome. would be the rom com would be phenomenal. Yeah, um, and you're like, okay, we know what this is, and it's you know it's in the style, whatever. But then then when you get this film, which is is a lot different. And it doesn't have a tag, and it doesn't have a a certain theme to it. Well, is this their sci-fi thing? That, that's yeah. Look, that or, yeah, you know, or their alien yeah. colonization style film. Yeah, absolutely. But it it does feel a lot looser compared to the other two, and how yeah. tight they were to that genre. Well, that's the thing. And how uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Homage. you know how how much they paid respect to those kind of films yeah whereas this is much more of a story on its own that just happens to have some alien stuff in it yeah Mm. i think there's a uh a very famous i can't think of the name of it right now um you know old 1950s um sci-fi film where the people slowly get replaced invasion of the body snatchers Thank you very much, Tommy Knockers. There you go. Is that that's the one? Tommy <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, and then how do they find? And how do they actually find out that they're not real? Oh, other than the fact remember. that they they act different. I can't remember. Yeah, is that, yeah. is that the that's... movie where they're like at right at the end? He like screams. He's like, Rah! is that that one? No. Ah, oh. I don't know. 
I'd have to. Um, we are merely exchanging long strands of protein. <laughs> <laughs> if you could think of a better way. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. The current U.S. election. <laughs> it's very topical. Twirling, twirling. Um, yeah, and I think it it shows Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg as a writing team and director that they're changing as well. Like you know, you don't want to make the same thing yeah. every yeah. time, and it, and there's still heaps that carry through all three films. They're still very connected. Absolutely. And there's nothing that connects. World's End to Hot Fuzz any more than connects Hot Fuzz to Sean. Sean yeah. yeah. Like, it's just it's just that they say some of the same lines and it's all the same actors, roughly. Like, they do still work. But you're right, there is a tonal shift mm. in this last one that, I love the way he said it, that unbalances it. Mm. Um, even though I'm, like, t- completely on board with World's End. like Because the first two had a, a similar... Um, feeling mm. like they had a similar vibe to them whereas I felt this had a very different vibe well I think they weren't this, dealing with such a uh, yeah, realistic I, character arc well I think like such a serious you know like Nicholas Angel was was like a super cop that went to a quiet town and he had to deal with that change you know and turned into the action star that and basically and Shaun of the Dead was basically dealing with a breakup well, Shaun of the Dead was, was like the... 20-something going nowhere, mm. making something of his life, right? And it's what Liz talks about right at the start. He's like, we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. You're a nobody. Mm. And throughout the course of Shaun of the Dead, he gets his act together yep. and saves everybody, basically. It's like it's like not just getting his act together, but he's actually saving other people And I guess Gary King, literally. does Gary King ever get his act together in this? Yeah, well, he does. Yeah, does he though? Well, see, I and that, that's talked about a lot because that, that final scene where he's like all cowboyed up and with his young four mates yeah, actually suggests that he just goes back to he's the, same the time when he was the king. And so he's happy in that place because he's found... He's found a place in the world now where yeah. he fits. But he's on his, he's on the waters now. Yeah, he doesn't drink the yeah. beer. He asks for the water. And also, uh, like, the the weapons of those guys are, like, musical instruments. So, they're like, the other four dudes turn up and it's, like, drumsticks, a guitar, yeah. you know, and things like that. So, he's got the band back together that they always continue yeah. to talk about. And he's oh, and yeah. he's found this place where he belongs. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the whole film is, it's almost like, the whole, well, the whole film is pretty much saying... This guy has never moved on. He's never grown up. He should. He hasn't formed as part of society and what being an adult is. And then the end is pretty much saying who he is is fine. Like in, in terms the, of in the, the post-apocalyptic yeah. world. Well, yeah. in the context he's still, of what's He's still developed as a character. Right, for one, he's on the waters. Yeah. Like So obviously he's you know beating that aspect of well, him. Well, I guess what I'm saying is perhaps the message is that there is a place for for who like there's a place for who you are i suppose in terms of you know so what if this guy's never let go of his yeah i think what i'm Mm. like there's a he's found his place that seems like it's back where he was but actually has moved on they uh, there's the moment i feel like the turning point or one of the turning points is the moment where he kills or whatever that the younger version of himself. Mm. And it's like, it's, it's kind of like, I guess 
symbol for him moving on from his younger self and accepting that he's older and in this different situation now and he can't go back to to what it is. Now, yeah. granted, I've just said he goes back and he's hanging with his old mates again, but it's still a very forward and different situation mm. to what it was when he was at high school. Is and- it? Well, I mean, is it a case of the fact that, you know, he didn't want change so bad? I mean, obviously, yeah, the underlying fact is they didn't want aliens taking over the earth, but, you know, he's willing to destroy the earth in order for him to live the life that he wants stuff everyone else kind well no of they talk about that in in the sense of like you know the network's trying to go look we're we're trying to help you we're trying to make you a better species yeah. but the humans are holding the whole universe back yeah and you know because they're hammered <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah. like, it's hilarious that whole last scene is hilarious they mostly just because they're hammered yeah but they're like well no one can tell us what to do we're the human race and fuck yeah. off and, <laughs> you know like you know it's that freedom of choice kind of thing and and so the fact that he chooses to continue his life with these four blanks but slightly differently like he's he's still not what it used to be but he is back to the old gang and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but he's the leader of them again yeah which yeah. is where he's like is most happy well, you I know suppose he's found his well, he's, he's found his place again you know mm-hmm. yeah it's gary king of the humans <laughs> it's yeah. great go, go watch that whole last scene again and think about how he has actually developed like as much as he wants to go back to where he used to be mm. he's developed quite a lot so i'm not explaining it very well i'm sorry has he though because it just seems like the world is still his playground. Yeah, that's, that's the feeling I got. Regardless of the setting. Because obviously you've got Nick Frost who's in a camp, you know, with a fire telling these stories. And Gary's still gallivanting around with his posse. Like, nothing's changed for Gary, yeah. I find. I don't I don't think he grew at all. No, that's the thing. He's kind of destroyed he would the have woken up. he would have woken up with, the like, not remembering any of what happened. <laughs> to, <laughs> to a post-apocalyptic world and gone, right. Let's get the gang back together. Yeah. Alright, I don't I personally Let's do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I I see what you mean in terms of he was growing during the night. Yeah. But it's almost like the reset button yeah, when right. he walks okay. into that pub and he's just Look, like I sh- except for the waters. The waters is the only yeah. bit of development. That. Unless we, of, uh, unless of course there's no more beer. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's he's I think we to. touched on this earlier, so we we probably you know, the point with the, the medical tag and the slash wrist. Mm. So his being was his reason to kill himself, and now in the post apocalyptic world it's his reason to live. Mm. Oh, that's deep in oh, that is Bradley. <laughs> What and be- I'm good. I'm done. What, <laughs> what beer are you on? But My I mean, own. But the thing is, I mean, you're right though because everybody is reset back to zero in mm. a post-apocalyptic world, mm-hmm. and like that gives he, that gives him meaning. Mm, he's now got meaning. So yeah, so his, his reason to live. His gallivanting bullshit lifestyle has meaning now in this new world. Yeah, mm. whereas it didn't. Correct. Previously. Because society was the structure that... Didn't. It's about the most intelligent thing I've said in all these podcasts. Mm. <laughs> sorry. I won't do yeah. it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. How many, how many episodes does it take? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I 
kind of think we should start leaning towards giving these films some ratings. Now, how are we going to do this? I don't like, know. Are we, I, yeah. Do we just not rate it? Do we give it a trilogy rating or do we rate every film? <sighs> I, I personally... Don't know how to do this, fellas. I would go with... The three films individually. No. All right, go first, Sony. Go on then. Yeah, show, sh- us away. show us. So, show us. All right, could, look. Uh, okay, so Shaun of the Dead, love it to bits. Uh, you know, Sam Demon's scale, obviously, um, being that you know we rate all films uh, compared to Bill and Ted's. Bill and Ted's being a hundred percent. So obviously, it can be more than a hundred percent if the film is better than uh, better than Bill and Ted's. If you believe it's better than Bill and Ted's, uh, look, I'm going to give Shaun of the Dead uh, easily. Oh, 160%. Mm. Yeah, big. I'm going big numbers on that. Absolutely no sandwiches at all. Not a chance. Uh, hot fuzz. Uh, I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that... Oh, I'll give it 120%. I would give it high. I love hot fuzz. I absolutely love it. But unfortunately, because of the whole shaky cam thing, it uh, yeah, it really does my head in, unfortunately. So a little bit lower. Again, no sandwiches for me. Uh, the World's End or World's End, whatever you prefer uh look i'm gonna give that probably give it 70 percent. to be honest i enjoy it it's gone from 160 to 70 across the trilogy so there is a big reduction now hot hot fuzz (laughs) hot fuzz now look yeah even though i said what i say 120 percent. i think i said like it's it's only that low because of that shaky cam unfortunately i'm pretty critical of that but yeah world's end yeah what i say 70 70 percent um just because yeah I, i believe it's um yeah definitely the weakest of the three i enjoyed it uh, but I would never return to it like I do with Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. And uh, yeah, what about you, Timmy? What do you reckon? Oh, I come back to me later, Brad. <laughs> come back to me later. Oh, oh all right, all right, yes. <laughs> all right, I'm getting on with this. All right, Shaun of the Dead. <sighs> San Diego Scout. Hundred percent. You would rate Hot Fuzz. Oh. Hot Fuzz. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, ninety-nine mm, percent for Ooh. that little bit. Wow. Uh, World's End. 98. Now, it's only in relation to Bill and Ted's, right? Yeah. Right? Bill and Ted's. Great. (laughs) I'm I'm really, really digging the World's End, particularly more and more I watch it. I've already said that. So, very high, very close, but just not quite Bill and Ted's. All right, I'm back. Um... Shaun of the Dead. Oh, hang on. Sandwiches? Nah. Nah. Good. Nah. Shaun of the Dead, 110. Hot Fuzz, 100 and... <laughs> He's gone 120. Ooh. World's End, 95. Brad? <laughs> All right. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, 120. No. <laughs> 110. Uh, Hot Fuzz, 120. This is Bill and Ted's, guys. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) World's End. I think I'm going to go on basically exactly the same ratings as you, Timmy, but I'm going to agree with you, Al, that I reckon my rating of World's End is going to change and go more the next time I watch it. So I'll say this time, World's End, 95. But I reckon if if I watch that next week or tomorrow... And you come back to me, I reckon yeah. it'd be probably over a hundred. Particularly because you're only on first watch. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's gonna so, I reckon so it's go. gonna jump See, that's dramatically. A, that's such a high first watch rating for me. I still I really enjoyed it. I like, really did. Mine there was so been, much more. Mine would have been it. the sixties, I reckon, the first really? time I watched yeah. it. Easily. No, I really enjoyed it. Easily. I did. Yeah, it was good. So uh, we need to finish up with the email and Brad needs to select 
yeah. That's yeah, yeah, sure. So thinking cap on. you can send us an email, sandemusfilm at gmail.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on the Android stuff. Uh, podca- <laughs> Podcast Addict, I think it is. We're on SoundCloud. We're, are we on Twitter yet? Oh, look. I think we've been on Twitter for a while. I don't know we're if we've posted We're on Twitter, anything. but really? I don't know what I'm doing. Al's running that and... We no. haven't posted anything. Snapchat. Yet. We've had it for months. I only just found out today we're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. <laughs> we're on Tinder. Instagram. So Tinder. Oh, we- <laughs> <laughs> Please remember to swipe left. Send Lady- in the score <laughs> Ladies, um, we, we're definitely on Grinder. I'm pretty <laughs> absolutely. So I'm pretty sure that's they're all places you can find us. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, Did you now. Mention- what about Facebook? You did ah. mention Facebook. Well, we're we're on Facebook. But okay. Yeah, that's a given. Faceballs. Um, um, all right, here we I've go. Okay, because uh, Slaney came and took away Sean of the Dead, ah. and uh, with this one. Um, all right, I'm going a. It's a movie that will uh, show the brilliance of an actor that was probably a little bit before our time. Mm. That's um, another old one. Jeez. <laughs> uh, please, uh, uh, please say Highlander 2. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Highlander. I'll quit. Right. So, right. so this is going to show the brilliance of an actor that probably died before any of us were born, oh. but will actually show him as being me. brilliant. It'll show the brilliance, <laughs> the brilliance of a director that has uh, made some just absolutely amazing films mm. and is legendary. So I'm going like Stanley Scorsese. Kubrick's oh. Doctor Strangelove. Oh, right. And if you yes. haven't seen it, I've never heard I haven't of it. Seen it. <laughs> or, <laughs> I don't know it. Yeah, I've I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Right. No, this is just going to be another Highlander. No, it's going to be a bunch no, no, of no, no, no. couple of seriously. Of different you'll watch this film if you guys, if you, if you two younger guys haven't seen this, you will watch this film, and from basically ten minutes in, God. every thirty seconds, you'll go. Oh, that's where the Simpsons. That's where the got Simpsons that got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the Simpsons got that from. All right, that's where the Simpsons got that from. It's literally the Simpsons writers. Obviously, well, one they obviously love Kubrick because of all the stuff that they've used. Yeah. But this is the film that they draw Hates. so much stuff from. All right, and so it it is a comedy. Oh, good. Okay, um, I was going to say if it's a serious film, you know, like, like Highlander attempted to be. And Peter <laughs> Sellers really good. Is, is the main actor. He plays like three or four different dudes yeah. in it. Oh, Peter right. Sellers, awesome. Sweet. And, yeah, it's really good. So Sounds good. I'd, I'd love to see your reaction uh, on this one. This look, is look at, looking forward to it. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, on that note, I think we should bid for... That was, a, that was long. That was a monster, was a fellas. Well I done. am exhausted. Hopefully yeah. our listeners have uh, managed to endure... And hopefully it uh, wasn't just all, hey, remember this bit, remember that bit? <laughs> nah, I think we had something valuable to say on this yeah, one. Especially on World End, that it got, got really deep. deep. It yeah. did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry deep, about that. It's yeah. deep topics. Yeah. yeah, it was. Deep, grown-up awesome. topics. Fantastic. All right, well, we'll see you all next time and um, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes.